neighbor, State Farm is there. They likely urge the U.S. Hi, to I'm get Irving Israel Williams to stop the war. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Happened. The Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas will meet today with National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, who was just in Israel for talks as the war keeps raging in Gaza. Sullivan is pressing them to do more to protect civilians while targeting Hamas. Israel has the intent uh, to make sure that it is drawing those distinctions clearly and in a sustainable way, and we want to see the results match up to that. Three more hostages taken by Hamas in the October terror attack are confirmed dead. Sullivan says it makes it even harder on hostage relatives. They're family members who are waiting hour by hour, day by day, to learn the fate of their loved ones, to know when they're going to come home, when they'll be able to embrace them again. Iran-backed militants keep targeting cargo ships in the Middle East. Their missiles have missed some this week, but they hit two today. A ballistic missile launched out of an area controlled by the Iranian-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen hit a Swiss-owned container ship with Liberian flags in the Bab al-Mandeb Strait, which links the Red Sea to the Gulf of Aden. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal, another ship also hit by a projectile. There were reports of fires on both. There's a Hamas-linked terror plot busted up in Germany, where prosecutors say three men were preparing to attack Jewish institutions with weapons. Hamas were going to leave for them underground. Unrelated to that, two people are in custody in Denmark on suspicion of plotting a terror attack. In Ohio, a teenager is accused of planning to attack a synagogue. An unnamed 13-year-old boy is charged with inducing panic and disorderly conduct. The teen is accused of posting a detailed plan to complete a mass shooting at Temple Israel in Canton and then planning to stream the act on the platform Discord. Fox's Tom Graham, a royal victory in court in Britain. A justice in the high court ruled in Prince Harry's favor in a lawsuit against the publisher of the Daily Mirror newspaper ruling the prince was victimized by phone hacking, widespread and habitual, awarding Harry $180,000. America's listening to Fox News. Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, and it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. Immerse yourself in premium nationwide coverage, contract-free plans, and always free activation with Consumer Cellular. Now at your local Target. While you're there, check out our newest phone, the Iris Flip. It's all the phone and camera you need. Plus, it features a user-friendly design, making it the perfect flip phone. From now to December 16th, you can score $10 off when you buy the Consumer Cellular Iris Flip at Target, making it only $39.99. Visit your nearest Target for the full scoop. President Biden is expected to sign a massive $886 billion defense policy bill Congress has approved. It gives U.S. troops a pay raise and provides $300 million more in Ukraine military aid. Another provision in that bill would have, if a president was to try to pull out of NATO, lawmakers could block it. Former President Trump's criticized the North American Treaty Organization, and there were concerns that if reelected, he may withdraw the U.S. from NATO. But Republican Senator Marco Rubio and Democrat Tim Kaine introduced an amendment to the Pentagon spending bill. It requires any president to get consent of the Senate or an act of Congress before suspending or withdrawing U.S. membership in NATO. Rubio issued a statement saying the measure will help ensure we are protecting our national interests. 
In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. Three San Antonio, Texas police officers are due in court today to be arraigned in the death of Melissa Perez, who was shot back in June during an altercation with police while she was having a mental health episode. Two of those cops are charged with murder. The other with aggravated assault. It's a different story for a police officer in Mississippi. A Sunflower County, Mississippi grand jury decided against bringing charges against Indianola Police Sergeant Greg Capers, who shot an 11-year-old boy while responding to a domestic violence call. The boy, who survived, suffered a collapsed lung, a lacerated liver, and fractured ribs. The boy's mother had called police to complain about the father of one of her children. He had departed by the time police arrived. But Capers mistakenly shot the boy when he walked into the home's living room. That's Fox's Kevin Uretsky, the boy's family, has filed a $5 million lawsuit. On Wall Street, stock futures are rising, suggesting the Dow may hit another all-time high after a second straight record close. On Thursday night football, Las Vegas routed the L.A. Chargers 63-21, the most points the Raiders have ever scored in the game. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Here's a look at local news. Federal judge granting the temporary restraining order in a lawsuit challenging the NCAA transfer eligibility rule. Illinois Attorney General announcing the ruling after he and six attorneys general filed a federal antitrust suit. Coalition called the rule an illegal restraint on college athletics' ability to market their labor and control their education. The Lake County Coroner's Office confirming the identity of the body found of the search for missing Carpentersville teen, Brissa Romero. The teen's body discovered by divers Tuesday in the same Vernon Hills retention pond where her car recovered late Monday. Police believe that car accidentally driven into the pond. Well, sports-wise, awards and honors continue to pile in for Illinois defensive tackle Zerjan Newton, Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, named to the Sporting News All-America first team. It's the eighth first team honor for Newton. He is the second Illini defender to earn consensus All-American honors. Way to go to that football player. You're up to date from the Stevie J Broadcasting Newsroom. I'm Jim Miller. Yeah, Jazan Newton, all consensus All-America. We got some uh, video and audio. Okay. You don't care about the video. <laughs> I've got audio coming up on the radio for you. Good morning, Diane Ducey. Good morning. And good morning to everyone. I am Stevie J. Uh, it's Greg Solier, our ace meteorologist, brought to you by Carl. And Carl, remind you, if someone is struggling with the holidays and that leads to negative behavior, they've got a recovery center that... You know, people rave about and avoiding addictions. So learn more at carl.org. Well, meteorologist Greg Sawyer, I barely needed a coat today. Felt so darn good. What you seeing for our weekend, friend? Well, my friend, a little bit of unsettled weather, but rain, not snow, not ice. We're in good shape there. And the weather system after that towards Christmas itself, looking to be primarily a rain feature. is probably between Christmas and New Year's when things turn a little more wintry feeling around here, except for a couple of days early next week. Part of this system that's making its way through the plains, deepening low pressure, almost a tropical-like feature coming out of the Gulf. We'll pass by Johnny's Place with some significant rainfall for their drought pattern. Severe weather will hit Georgia and Florida with heavy rainfall. And then up the eastern seaboard, that thing runs. It'll tug down some northerly winds and a brief cool-off around here for early next week. Uh, but apart from that, and some rain on Saturday, things are in relatively good order here, around here really over the next 7 to 10 days. Nothing too menacing in sight. Same with these temperatures as Morning already 30 at Willard in Savoy and Rantoul 35 at Danville 32 Bloomington Normal 52 today. That's 14 above average. Increasing clouds throughout the day. Light southeast to south wind. Get out and enjoy. Could be a stray shot.
shower well after midnight tonight, down to 34. And a little rainy tomorrow morning, a break, a little more rain tomorrow afternoon with a high to 47. Uh, light southeast winds, some rain early tomorrow night with some fog late, low down to 41. A little patchy fog, clouds stick around for the day on Sunday. Still well into the 40s there. We'll pick up the north wind behind that east coast weather system. Uh, and the chillier days for Monday and Tuesday were in the 30s. It's got to be for practically mid-December around here, but then back to the 40s on Wednesday, upper 40s next Thursday and Friday. A little more rain as well for Christmas. For CPJ Broadcasting, I'm Beatrice, Greg Solgay. Thank you, Gregory. ESPN 93.5. It is the 15th of December, 10 days. Yeah, 10 days. Week from Monday. Well, he's a political historian, independent political analyst, the Great American Political Trivia Challenge author, Richard Rubino. How are you, Richard? Doing good. Call me Rich. Rich in Marblehead, Massachusetts. Where's Marblehead? Uh, it's about uh, half an hour north of Boston. So what is right um, next to Salem? What is your political trivia thing about? I kind of like trivia. Yeah, it's. Um, I wrote about two thousand one hundred seventy-five political trivia questions, uh, but but who's counting? <laughs> and it's everything from the concept from the founding to basically contemporaneous times. It's the trivia questions that makes a great holiday gift. I think. <laughs> well, I would think so. And and there's so much. You know what? I think that's a failing of America right now. We don't know civics very well. Right. We don't know history very well. Well, you'll probably pick something up from your book, I'm sure. Like, who was the first Democratic president? Does anybody know that? Mm, Jimmy Carter? Mm. <laughs> Andrew Jackson. Correct. Okay. He, yeah. he also decimated the American Indians, so Democrats pointing fingers at everybody. That, that Andrew Jackson was huge in massacring Indians. Okay. Right. It's a trail of yes. tears. Wait, you know, well, Lincoln was a the, Democrat. The Democratic Party, Party, actually, at that, at that time, the Democrat was, was actually founded as the conservative party. <laughs> And Martin Van Buren, who was his successor, was so conservative that there was the Panic of 1837, essentially a depression in the country, and he wouldn't do anything to try to stimulate to the point that he literally sold the White House tools. Well, there you go. Richard <laughs> Rich Rubino, uh, R-U-B-I-N-O, if you want to get this book. I, I think it would be fascinating. But Abraham Lincoln was the first Republican okay. president. So, so again, there's lots to Yeah, I don't know from. a lot of Well, I mean, stuff. you know, I don't know what the Whig Party was. Right. What the heck was the Whig Party? W-H-I-G. What the heck, Rich? That was, uh, Millard, that was the party of the inimitable Millard Fillmore, as well as William Henry Harrison, uh, John Tyler was at least sort of a member of it. He he was kind of a wayward Whig, if you will, and Zachary Taylor. But Miller Fillmore was the last actual Whig president. It's somewhat of a forerunner of the Republican Party. What eventually happened is the Whig Party, the Free Soil Party, there were a bunch of other parties. Smaller parties kind of split and kind of came together, if you will, and formed the Republican Party really in Ripon, Wisconsin in 1854 is when it began. And in 1856, they had General McClellan up as their nominee. He lost, but then in 1860, they had Lincoln. And then in 1864, McClellan was thinking about running again as a third-party candidate because they thought that Lincoln was too soft on slavery. Um, check my math, but I think Lincoln won the presidency with 1.8 million votes because he wasn't even on the ballot in the South, I don't think. I mean, it was three people, and Lincoln won less than 2 million votes mm. and was president, I think. Yes, yes but there were, actually, uh, there were actually four people running. There was him, and there was Stephen Douglas. He was the Republican nominee. Stephen Douglas was a Democratic nominee. Then you had um, John B. Bell and you had Breckinridge. So there were really four people that were running, one of whom was James Buchanan, who was not running, one of whom was his vice president. So so when Lincoln and Douglas did their debates, was that on C-SPAN? How in the heck did anybody know about it? <laughs> right. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, all I had was a what, newspaper? I mean, <laughs> right. what, how did I know about the whistle stops and stuff that those guys did? Uh -huh. What the heck? Oh, and the other thing that's fascinating about that, too, is 
they weren't directly running against each other because essentially back then, before the Constitution changed it, it was a it was um, the pre, the pre, you would vote for you would vote for a member of the legislature and the legislature would then vote for the senator. So it wasn't Lincoln and Douglas's name were not only actually on the ballot, but what happened is Republican legislators says, okay, if you win, if you vote for us, we're then going to vote for him for the Senate seat. And Democrats said, you vote for us, we're going to vote for Stephen A. Douglas. But you weren't directly voting for Lincoln or Douglas. It's crazy. Uh, was it true that George Washington really had to be talked out of Mount Vernon? He was happy retiring. He really didn't want the presidency. Uh, there are there are questions on both sides of that, but I think that he probably did want to go back. He did. He had served two terms, and that's where essentially the term. That's why every president from him up through Franklin Roosevelt only served two terms. That was his kind of precedent. Although Ulysses S. Grant. Who did not run for re-election in 1876? He took a world tour, world tour for a couple of years, became very popular, and did run for the Republican Party nomination in 1880. That would have been a third term. Woodrow Wilson considered a third term in 1920, but he was certainly denied that at the convention. And then he had Roosevelt go on for a third term and actually get elected yeah. to a fourth term. And eventually, there was a constitutional amendment saying that you could only serve two terms. I wonder why? And I, I rail about this. I really think term limits would be great for everybody. Is is that you think that'll ever happen in America? No, because it's um it's 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 disadvantageous to any politicians to vote for that because <laughs> well let me look you know actually it's disadvantageous because if they want to have a career and they want to keep to stay in there as long as office as long as they can it's, it's disadvantageous but the benefit I guess for them would be that as soon as they get to Congress um, the lobbyists know that they're going to be out in a couple of years yeah. they immediately start going after them and they say okay we want we're going to, we you do this for us you do this for us and mm -hmm. then theoretically there'd be a, a non-written free pro quo and then when the politicians out of office then theoretically the lobbyists would say okay you or your staff can then get a job working for working for us so i guess that's one of the that's one of the possibilities that could happen there but generally speaking what happens lots of times and you start this for if the politicians get elected on this pledge for term limits then once they're once it's their time to not run for reelection they say they've been so valuable to the district. Yeah, the perfect example of this yeah, is yeah. George Nethercutt in Washington, 1994, beat Tom Foley, who was the sitting Speaker of the House. And his big issue was term limits. He said he's only going to serve three terms. It comes the year 2000. They say, okay, you're going to. So you said you're going to have a. You're going to. You said you're limiting your terms. He said, well, I'm on the Appropriations Committee. I'm very, very viable. To my, to my constituents, I think I should serve some more. So I think they all change when they get there, Rich. I mean, <laughs> you get money, power. Fame, yep. uh, greed. I mean, the whole thing is there. It's just, you know, you get to Washington and say, well, I'm going to change the world. And you get there and go, oh, I see how it works. Okay, so I don't get that committee unless I do this. Okay, I get it. Now, that's what they do. I, I, I understand. So if you, if you look at, boy, you know, Rich, you're pretty good at this whole history thing. That's mm -hmm. awesome. I love that. Because I, I, I think we all we all need to be like Rich Rubino on the Tapman Stone phone line. We'll give you the information here in a minute about how to get his book. But I love it. Uh, anything, what would the founding fathers think of today? Uh, what do you think, how, how it's gone? You know, yeah, I think that's a fascinating term. When people say the founding fathers, they kind of incorporate them, like you know, they, like all the founding fathers essentially agreed on everything. They didn't. That's why they had those. That's why they had that summer in Philadelphia to try to argue about things. There are all sorts of factions of those founding fathers. You had those, for example, who supported were the anti-federalists, who supported a more limited federal government. Many were opposed to the Constitution because they thought the Constitution was creating too much of a big government. They wanted to keep the Articles of Confederation. A perpetual union. Then you had those the Federalists who wanted the Constitution, who believed that there should be a larger federal government. But generally speaking, I think if you went, if you were to ask them kind of a consensus about what's going on right now, 
Um, many of them did not like the idea of political parties. I will say that they probably would not like the idea that there are so many factions. Mm-hmm. James Madison warned about factions at Federalist Ten, for example. And um, but I do, but I, but they, they, they would probably think that there would be more. There would be factions. But they wouldn't necessarily be political parties. I think that's one thing they would be kind of skeptical of. And I think they would certainly. Um, you know, there were a lot of fights. People would say, "Well, weren't they more sophisticated back then?" To a certain degree, yes, but if you look at what John Adams and Thomas Jefferson went after each other in 1800, and they had their own newspapers, it's only went after each other. I mean, they really went after yeah. each other at that yeah. time. So I think they would look at it and they'd say, "Oh yeah, this is about what we this is about what we were this is about what, what we were doing." The only, the only difference is it wasn't Jefferson directly going after Adams; it was surrogates. Now you have politicians doing it themselves, going after each other that way. So that's really the main difference, I think. Rich Rubino, how can people find your book? Yes, uh, you can go to the Great American Political Trivia Challenge, Political Trivia on Steroids, or go to richrubino.com. Um, that's my website, or just find me on Facebook at Rich Rubino, R-U-B-I-N-O. it be a fantastic Christmas gift. We need this. Hey, thanks, Rich. I hope we chat again sometime. I'd love to. Thank you so much for having me on. You betcha. Rich Rubino in Marblehead, Massachusetts this morning as we check our sports headlines. Well, we've got a doubleheader Sunday. Number 16, Illini taking on Colgate at noon. And then we've got the Illini women facing Missouri in the Bragging Rights game. Just a reminder that we've got Hula Hands open between 10.30 a.m. and 4 p.m. They're right there at First and St. Mary. If you'd like to have something to eat or some drinks before the game, uh, keep in mind Hula Hands is right there and ready to serve you. Johnny Newton, Consensus All-American. This hasn't happened in the back-to-back seasons because of Devin Witherspoon last year. Uh, since 1994-95 season, uh, you want to get some audio going? We will in a bit. Okay, we got some good. weather coming up here in a minute. But I, I play Johnny Newton. I got Brett Bielma's favorite moment about Johnny Newton. You want to hear this? I did not know this, and it's fantastic. Stand Sounds by. Awesome. Yep. NCAA basketball last night with Wisconsin beating Jacksonville State 75 to 60. The Bulls over Miami 124-116 with IOs having 35 minutes, scoring 24 points in that game. First time since 1969, the Bulls have had four players that scored 23 That's or more. right. And Io DeSumo, who got criticized for 26 minutes and all zeros the other night, gets 24 off to a fast start for the Bulls. They were up 33-8. to eight. Talk about a fast start. Las Vegas Raiders over the Los Angeles Chargers, 63-21 to 21 last night. They're coming off uh, four days ago. Losing to the Vikings three to nothing. How do you figure the NFNL <laughs> unbelievable weather brought to you by Urbana Park District? And they remind you they've got the winter breaks, pool hours, and pool passes and punch cards. Learn more at urbanaparks.org. Hello again, everyone. Let's check weather free Central Illinois. Champagne event of Saturday. Another nice day's worth of unseasonably mild December weather for the day today. Next weather system churning out of the central and southern plains will envelop in a bit of rain across the area for tomorrow, as well as tomorrow evening. Its southern extension will turn out to be a significant weather maker for the southeastern states. And early next week, a winter storm into the northeast of New England. None of that wintery nonsense showing up around here anytime soon. Increasing clouds for the day today up to 52. Light southeast to south wind. A spotty shower after midnight tonight, low down to 34. Tomorrow, cloudy, a touch of rain in the morning, some rain in the afternoon as well. We'll have about 47 degrees and a light southeast wind. Rain before midnight tomorrow night, patchy fog late, low down to 41. Some patchy fog early in the day on Sunday. Clouds stick around the high to 46. Turns partly sunny, windy, colder for the day on Monday. Temperatures in the 30s. Sunshine 36 on Tuesday, back into the 40s for Wednesday and Thursday. A 
bit of rain due in for late next week as well. For Stevie J Broadcasting, I'm Peter Greg Solier. Check your Fox Business Minute coming up next. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Stock futures are higher, a sign the Dow could build on its record-setting rally. Investors are betting the economic slowdown next year will avoid recession, in other words, a soft landing, after the Federal Reserve suggested it will cut interest rates next year. AT&T will be using Rivian electric vehicles. It's part of AT&T's plan to reduce costs, cut carbon emissions, and improve safety. Rivian's exclusive deal to supply Amazon ended last month, so it can now sell trucks to other companies. Investor Nelson Peltz is nominating himself and Jay Rizzullo, Walt Disney's former chief financial officer, to the Disney board. Disney says its nominating committee will review the proposed nominees. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist, and my brand new podcast, The Janice Dean Podcast, is launching on the Fox News Podcast Network. Every week, I'll be focusing in on a person, a place, or a thing that deserves your attention because it makes the world a better place. Be sure to subscribe to The Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Get the roof your home deserves by Roof Doctors, your residential roofing specialist that has always offered the best warranties in the industry, like our non-prorated 50-year warranty. Our customers love that we are family-owned and locally operated. We make our customer needs our top priority. With over 30 years' experience and the best customer service, give Roof Doctors a call today for your free estimate at 328-7529. In your community and for your community, Roof Doctors. Hi, I'm Irvin Williams from Restoration Urban Ministries. One of the things that's happened to us a lot is that we try to put ourselves in the place of the people out there that we serve. And we get questions like this, Mommy, I'm hungry. Daddy, how come we can't live with Uncle Pete anymore? We gotta move again, huh? Well, the truth is, love ain't love till you give it away. At Restoration, we've been doing the same things for 30 years, answering those questions for people because we try to help them in being able to look to a brighter looking future. You can donate by going to Restoration Urban ministries.org so brett bielma was talking about jazan newton johnny newton mm-hmm. who's a consensus all-american does not happen very often that's right and he he talked about his favorite play from johnny newton and i'd never heard this there was a desperado play which means the last play of the game this is iowa 2022 this wasn't this year it was okay a year ago when, when art sikowski thought he fumbled or we thought he fumbled, and they replayed it because Iowa returned it for a touchdown like 13-9. to 9 was a fine, It was a crazy low defensive game, but this was the end of the game. There was a desperado play, which means the last play of the game against Iowa where they, they were trying to throw the ball around, um, and Johnny was on the field, and, and he literally tackled a guy three times. Now, it didn't go down <laughs> for any tackles, 
because you got to have the ball in your hand when you see what happens is they're throwing it around the field, big old long passes backwards. You know, you can lateral and they're trying to score on a crazy play. It's the last play of the game. And jo- the point is Johnny's running back and forth from the field over and over. And he's 300 pounds and he's running on the last play of the game. That kind of hustle, that kind of example. Tackle you and the whistle has to be called dead. But Johnny literally tackled the ball carrier three times on one play while no one else tackled anybody. And it was literally from sideline to sideline. And and what it says to me is that's the last play of the game on a player that's 300 pounds plus that's already played over 70 snaps. And that last snap was the hardest snap of the game. And he made three tackles. That's the definition of Johnny Newton that sticks in my mind. And here he is. Here he is. Uh, 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 (laughs) Appreciate you, buddy. I and I. You guys have a great day. Now he's being interviewed by others. I'm half first about it. I'm going to be there. The draft. A thousand percent. Yeah. We're going to go. A thousand percent. Yeah, I'm going to go. I feel like it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I just feel like I I always grew up watching people get called on the first day. I just just knew that was a dream of mine since I started playing the game of football. So uh, for me to be able to do it, I feel like that would be. I mean, it's just so exciting. He came back and obviously really improved his stock. A lot of guys. They want to go. They don't want to get hurt. They don't. Uh, he, this guy got better, and he's going to work on his body fat. He says, "Number one, I want to cut my fat." He's already super quick. He's already known. He's going to be a, a first day draft. That means you get to go sit in the couches, have the food, all your family, Coach Bielmo will be there. They'll all be there, and you're a millionaire. You don't have to hope your numbers hit. You're in. I mean, you look at Devin Witherspoon. He went last year, had the couches, had the food, Coach Bielma. Was he number five? Fifth pick. Wow. $31 million. $31 million from relatively nothing. Mm -hmm. The kid, Devin Witherspoon, was not even a star player. He was a zero star player in a rank of five. Devin was a zero. He had no stars. He walked on. Huh? First round, fifth pick. Right. Somebody got better. And Lovey recruited him. But Brett developed him. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's it's pretty cool. And so you'll see a, a young millionaire. Pretty cool. I'm head first. Heck yeah. <laughs> At that point. It's um, it's pretty wild. So we're happy for, for Johnny Newton. And we'll miss him. And I wish we'd have gone to a bowl with him. But he wouldn't have played anyway. So That's right. There's that. Mm-hmm. 726. I'm just giving you all a heads up. We'll talk about it a lot next week and a whole bunch last week of the year. But Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is having one of those deals that you just you're going to remember this when I talk about it. If you need an appliance, but I would advise it's the, the sale starts Jan, uh, December 26th, day after Christmas at 9 a.m. And it's their incredible. It's the biggest sale of the year by far, and they've got some scratch and dent models. <laughs> now, there's one particular refrigerator that I was told about. It's a $3,000 refrigerator. Yes, refrigerators cost $3,000 at least. You can buy them for a lot more, all the bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. But there's a pencil line dent. You barely see it. $3,000 that they're selling for $1,500. I would buy that. Nobody's ever going to see that pencil mark dent ever, ever. You see fingerprints on it. Does anybody look at that? If it's on the front, just put a magnet over it with the calendar. Bam! For the, uh, look at Diane. The whole family. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they've got some of those. Um, GE Family of Brands, Frigidaire, Electrolux, Whirlpool, Family of Brands, Bosch, Speed Queen. They got other offers. They got a wheel you can spin. This begins December 26th. 
They're offering free standard installation, qualifying Bosch dishwashers. That's a savings. Free delivery. That's nice. And they've just got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to make a Steve out of this, too. I'm going to, in addition to what you're going to save, I'm kicking in another 200 bucks for five people. We'll give that away next week. Okay. So if you need a dishwasher. Yes. And you're going to get, you know. $500 $500 off in another way. You spin the wheel, get 100 and 200 from. What are you going to pay for your dishwasher? Right, right. So the, it's it's just the time. And Jay Layman's involved. We're going to get some video up. We're okay. going to do a whole bunch of stuff. This nice. is, We're hyping this because um, right now we're watching our dollars. Yeah. And if there's a way to get a $3,000 refrigerator with a pencil dent that barely seeable for $1,500. Yeah. Uh, what they say, Napoleon Dynamite? I want that. I want that. <laughs> it's like a Tupperware party or yeah, something. Yeah, right. No, it's just <laughs> buying that ship and exactly. getting the Tupperware for free. It's a, that's a cult kind of a film. I know. Very funny. We're silly. Dick Van Dyke, year in sale. December 26th, they close at 2 p.m. on January 1st. But just mental note it for now. Yeah. Because um, if you're like me and you've been washing your dishes before you put it in the dishwasher and they come out dirtier, there's a problem. There's a problem. <laughs> but if, if you're like me who, who could use a stove, microwave, refrigerator, and dishwasher. Yeah, the whole reset. Well, yeah. Sometimes when you put in, you know, have a new house or whatever, and then all the stuff comes in at once and they yeah. all fall apart at yep. once. Yeah, check that box. Mm-hmm. All right, 729 ESPN 93.5. Dick Van Dyke's on uh, Neil before we get to Marketplace in Champagne. We'll be right back. You have money laying all around your house. You just don't know it. And no, I don't mean selling your great-grandma's good china. I mean all the old metal items you don't want to use or get rid of. Don't pay someone to haul it away. Bring it into Max Twin City Recycling and get paid to have it taken off your hands. They love new customers and are more than willing to walk you through their process step-by-step. Come check them out at 2808 North Lincoln Avenue in Urbana. Hey, where are you headed? To Kelsey Furniture in Tuscola. What do they have there? What don't they have there? Living room furniture, benches, chests, love seats, sectionals, tables, bedroom sets, hutches, nightstands, end tables, cabinets, mirrors, stools, clocks, lamps, pillows, rugs, desks, media consoles, patio furniture, Tempur-Pedic mattresses, and more. So, everything. Yeah, probably could have uh, just said that. Kelsey Furniture, quality for less. These days, it seems like bank names are changing faster than a forecast in February. But at Iroquois Federal, we're still the same community bank we've always been. For more than 135 years, we've built relationships by helping build the things that matter, whether it's a business, a back porch, or the building blocks of a better life. If you're looking for a bank that's here for the long haul, swing by today and see for yourself why different rules. Iroquois Federal, still friendly, still local, still here. Fox News, I'm CJ Papa. Prince Harry wins his phone hacking lawsuit today against the publisher of the Daily Mirror. The Duke of Sussex is awarded over $180,000. His lawyer, David Shearborn. This case is not just about hacking. It is about a systemic practice of unlawful 
and appalling behavior. A message from President Biden delivered to Israel's leaders through National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan in Tel Aviv, lower the intensity of the military campaign in Gaza against Hamas. Sullivan will also meet with the Palestinian president to discuss what happens to Gaza after the war. General Motors laying off about 1,300 workers at two facilities in Michigan related to GM delaying production of two all-electric pickup trucks and GM ending production of the Camaro muscle car. Employers will be offered work at other GM plants. America's listening to Fox News. Here's a look at local news. Boy and a man faced charges in a robbery last week in Savoy. Police say two suspects approached a male December 7th as he exited an exercise facility on Paddock Drive West. Suspects pepper sprayed and physically attacked the victim before taking his wallet and headphones. Police arresting Darren Mosley and a 12-year-old boy. Vacant farmhouse in Winnebago destroyed by a fire. It broke out yesterday in the 2500 block of South Hosington Road. Nobody hurt, but the home has been deemed a loss. The cause of the fire is under investigation. Awards and honors continue to pile in for Illinois defensive tackle Zerjan Newton, the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, named the Sporting News All-America First Team. It's the eighth first team honor for Newton. He is the second Illini defender to earn consensus All-American honors. How about that for that football player from the fighting Illini? And that's a look at what's happening. Have yourself a great Friday, a great weekend. Drive safe during the Christmas shopping. You're up to date from the Stevie J Broadcasting Newsroom. I'm Jim Miller. So we'll get everyone. Let's check weather for Eastern Florida. Champagne event is Saturday on Tuesday. Mild December weather continues on for the day today. A touch of unsettled weather for the weekend. A slight cool off early next week. And then another round of significant warming and a trend towards wetter weather again late next week. Increasing clouds for the day today up to 52. A normal high this time of the year at 38. Light southeast to south wind. Mostly cloudy night. Spotty shower well after midnight. Low down to 34. Tomorrow cloudy. A touch of rain in the morning and again in the afternoon. The high at about 47 degrees. Light wind continues on. Rain before midnight tomorrow night. Lows near 14. Apache fog late to tomorrow night early on Sunday. Clouds stick around for the day on Sunday with a high to 46 degrees. A bit colder here Monday, Tuesday. More seasonal temperatures. Sunshine returns. Highs to 38 on Monday. 36 on Tuesday. Another warm up then for Wednesday and Thursday. Mid to upper 40s there. And some rain ahead for the Christmas holiday weekend with high temperatures still well into the 40s. We'll keep you up to date right here. For Stevie J Broadcasting and Beatrice, Greg Solgay. Here we are. It is Friday morning, 7.34. Pia what? Pia Claus. So Santa Claus is coming to Pia's, and especially those third shifters who are getting off and getting into their weekend. It's a 7 to 10 a.m. party right now. So if you're near Springfield and Madison and want to get in the festive holiday spirit, they have a holiday spread. They hand out a lot of gifts and prizes. J&J Ventures, Coors Light, all part of the festivities, along with Captain Morgan. So Pia Claus, right now until 10 a.m. at Pia's. 1609 West Springfield Avenue. It is 7.34. Brother Johnny is semi-alert in New Orleans, Louisiana. Johnny! Stevie J, yeah, I've got a little bit of a cold down here. Okay. Temperatures are good, though, in New Orleans, aren't they? Oh, yeah. No, it's been really pretty. Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah, sunny and, well, 60, which is cool for us. But, yeah, that's fine. Um... So I'm here with Johnny, and um, I'm going to have him explain the NFL. What happened, Steve? Chargers and Raiders last night, and that's like a game of who cares, and the Chargers are hurt, and 
They're a mess and everything, and it's forty-two nothing at half. Raiders. Yep. <laughs> what the heck was that? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I had picked the Chargers, and then I was looking through the picks and then switched to the Raiders. Good for that you. Is, Good for I you. Want, well, that looks like they're kind of laying down. Yeah, we had yeah. a couple seasons like that here with Jim Haslett. Oh, he didn't. No. They just didn't want to play play for him. Mm. And uh, boy, they when they quit, man, it Ooh. didn't take long for the other team to go. Well, uh, I was I was wondering because the guy, I guess, is Brandon Staley. I mean, he, he was supposed to do better than this. I think those kind of the games that lose a coach your job. I mean, there's just that. No, that's there. That's how you get rid of your coach. Mm, yeah. Right, <laughs> right there. Because you can't fire the whole team. So the coaches. You know whether it's right or wrong. He's he's got to get him to try, and maybe the Raiders just went crazy. But Garoppolo's good. I wanted him down here. But, well, um, Garoppolo doesn't play. Oh my gosh! That's the thing. How <laughs> many quarterbacks are playing? <laughs> well, he's he he got, he lost his job to the rookie from Purdue, the guy that beat us last year. Whatever, the Aiden O'Connor. Yeah, Aiden maybe? O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Well done, Diane. Aiden O'Connor is the quarterback for the uh, Raiders now, and it's forty-two nothing at half, and that it was sixty-three twenty-one final. Right. So. Maybe that's the guy. That's why I'm not doing so good in, in our picks. I picked the Raiders because of Garoppolo. There you go. <laughs> well, and last week, Johnny Vikings over the Raiders three to nothing. Yeah. So the Raiders lowest scoring scored. indoor game in NFL history. Come on. Wow. Man. Yeah, that's almost like the zero zero Northwestern Illinois you and I went to, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, yeah, that happened. Gary Lowler was coaching, and um, he had twelve plays, and his theory was learn. You focus, and you learn the weakness of your opponent and defeat him, and that's all you need. And you just wear them down. And then you suggested that there was a theory problem here, right? Well, because. It's all based on being the better athlete. <laughs> at Ohio State, where he played in Michigan, where he coached, he had all the better, and it worked. But well, we didn't always have all the better athletes, and the, and it was a the theory worked. The problem was the other guy learned our weakness and kicked our butt. <laughs> That's why. Well, I, I remember in, in, with that game pretty vividly because we all got up. We were in the horseshoe, and nobody was in the horseshoe because you could sit wherever you wanted. And we got up, looked around, and said, well, "What happened? Is that it? It's zero zero. I mean, what? What did we settle yeah. there? <laughs> we didn't miss anything. Nothing. Yeah. There was no highlight. Wow. There was no highlight. I mean, it's a tie, but at the big donut. It's zero zero. Right. It was like again. It was just everyone left and just they'd never been here before. Right. It's like, what do I do? Do I clap? Everybody's disappointed. Everybody clap. Where do you, you know, go? They used to have a, a lot of games like that in the old. 60s, 50s, 60s, maybe yeah. 3 to nothing, yeah. 6-3 to three and zero, right, zero. Right, right. But these days, forget about that, man. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, it, it's pretty uh, – we, we've come a long way. And, and you ever figure out why the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign can't go to bowl games every year? I, I'm still working on that one. I, I don't get it. I mean, I don't get it. Why can't we just go to get six wins every year? That's so well, with the 18 teams, know. now, Johnny, with the 18 teams in Washington and Oregon and USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten, those first three games are going to have to be against teams you got to beat. You can't chance it. I would never play anybody that's any good in those first three because well, you've got to go 3-0. Yeah, I don't know, though, Steve. That's, that's another theory that can backfire because you can't beat anybody else, so you end up 3-9. and nine. So uh, you got to get better at every game. Our team got better every game. And we had a couple of calls that would have put us at seven and five instead of five and seven. I mean, that's all there. Oh, you're complaining about the refs. Well, 
Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. That, that was how close we were. It yeah, wasn't no, like we no, were a right. bad football. No, no, team. no, we weren't. We, we it was it was frustrating. Incredibly highs, incredible lows, because it was so exhilarating when you beat well, Maryland, and Minnesota, and all these other. That, that's my beef about football in college and the pros, which is evolving toward what we should already be, which is the bad calls go away because somebody beats down and says that wasn't right, change it. And that's what they're going to have to do is have an official in the booth looking at the nine screens, take about four and a half seconds, because we're watching, and immediately you know if it was a bad call. And I'm talking about pass interference and holding and roughing the passer. So we can do better because those guys have one angle. Yeah. And those are game-changing plays. And you can train the booth guy to be extremely judicious in terms of it has to be pretty blatant. You don't just override because you want because you could also have uh, a bad call from them. But it reduces that randomness of who gets the bad call that's reviewable and who gets the bad call that's not reviewable, which usually determines the outcome of a game these days because that's how even it is. Yeah, no, it's it's remarkable, it really. Is Johnny Newton is a consensus All American. Pretty cool. He's going to be a first-grade uh, draft call. He'll get that uh, probably really good contract. We think he'll go somewhere in that first round. So it's pretty exciting to have. I mean, well, lot he's, of, lot he's guys, going to go in the first round. A <laughs> lot, lot of guys try and do this work, Johnny, and and it's not easy. So, <laughs> oh boy, it's harder. It's harder and harder. Have, and, you, have, um, you, have you ever been on the sideline of a pro game, NFL game? Oh yeah, oh yeah. What, what is? Isn't that like scary? Well, it's, it's scary not, quick. Not, well, okay, so I'm not the biggest guy in the world. It's about the same as a college game. They're all big. It goes faster. Yeah. It's just faster. Yeah. Everybody's quicker and faster, and not by much, but it's enough. <laughs> it's yeah. enough to make that 2% of college graduates can play. Well, they're, they're huge human beings that are actually fast. I mean, in the 50s and 60s, they were pretty big guys and tough guys, but they weren't super fast and quick, and they sold ties on the – on the weekends, I mean, they they weren't making a zillion dollars either. It's a whole different deal. No, it's it is it's probably more quickness. It's just it's that quickness, boom, like uh, in the Blind Side movie. Yeah, where uh, oh Michael Orr beat the airbag to hold the kid. Back, yeah, you know. What I mean? Yeah, quick. And, and 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 they were like they said how how that you can't do no one can do that. Mm-hmm. Well, almost nobody can do that, <laughs> and so that's what it takes to play. And then add in about two ninety five. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, Brother Johnny, Brother Johnny, the Tavins joined phone line. So Donald Trump was in uh, Iowa talking about um, Joe Biden and how he kind of stumbles off the stage and looking around. So apparently the time before this, this one, he was in Iowa this week, he imitated Joe Biden. And he said the press made it look like it was me that was cognitively challenged. Wow. He said sarcasm can be dangerous for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> because he was yeah. trying to find the stairs. And he says, look, Trump doesn't look very good. Look at that. No, I think I think he's right. I think anything he does is, is as far as his image goes, dangerous with the media. Mm-hmm. They've edited things. We 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 know now that they just edit tapes to make him look bad, and they basically put words in his mouth. So the image we have of Trump is is not a realistic one. He's arrogant. He's abrasive, but he's nothing like what. And the things they've accused him of, as we know, most of, most of which he didn't do. Um, are terrible. And it's been an all-out assault that has been... I'm offended. No one seems to care if I'm offended. See, that's that's hurtful. (laughs) That's very hurtful. No, I mean, it's... uh, Yeah, but but it it has... It it has 
triggered so much hate. It is unbelievable the hate they have for that man, which, again, I would agree with abrasive, can't, can't allow... Any, but he's any, a very good manager, and he's done a great job as president, and he kept us safe, and he kept our economy going, and he, we had respect globally, and there weren't these wars. And other than that, yeah, that abrasiveness can be very aggravating. <laughs> what, what do you want? I mean, I don't know how you survive if you don't push back a little bit. Yeah, I think well, well he, I, I think he, he, you know, can't let any comment go, which gets tiring. I don't like all the extra tweets from him, but right now he's been in a court of law most of the year, and I think that's where he's going to be next year. And I think it is going to be Joe Biden. I just can't believe he's going to make it, and I know he's not going to do two full terms. He'll step away at some point. And I don't know yeah, if they, they can't really get rid of him because Gavin Newsom's just so close to jumping into this thing. And, you know, he's got next, I think, but Kamala Harris won't like that. Well, I don't know what they'll do with her either. So, um, like I said, on that score, I, I just don't know what to think. But back to but the, peop the people who hear these things about Trump and really hate him, that's what bothers me. Most of that wasn't true. So what, what triggers this hate is, is fabricated, and the guy isn't that bad. So, um, and, and we need a good president. So what, right now it's going to be probably Trump versus somebody. And by the way, Steve, I don't know if you're paying attention to this election denier, never one case of election fraud. It's coming up all over the country. It's taken three years, but the courts are, have, have opened up and looked at some of this like, whoa, they've rerun some elections. In Connecticut, they for sure, it was in Connecticut. And then uh, in Phoenix, Biggest county in Arizona, they've determined over 200,000 votes should, should not have been cast. Right. I mean, when you look at the number of yeah. registered voters and how many votes have come in, well, you it's can't, funny math. Nobody, nobody can explain that to me at right. this point. Please do if you know something, because I'm just innocently saying, well, how, can, how, how can 168,000 be registered and only 115,000, 115 million, I'm sorry, vote? 168 million registered, 115 million voted, but yet the combined Trump-Biden vote was 155. Right. So it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. Well, because, yes, it does. If someone's filling out votes of right. people who haven't voted and, and say they voted. But why, stuff I mean, like that's, that. that's an easy, it's a, it's a layup to bring up. Why isn't the Republican Party bringing that up? Uh, that's a good question. Right. Uh, that's, but, there, but there are some, and actually, what I'm saying is there are proven cases, not in Connecticut, and maybe Arizona, it's all across the country, and people are getting indicted, and they're reviewing things, and they're not going to change any more elections. It's over. But they're going to change what they did. In a lot of cases, they're going to actually pay for ballots, a lot of counties across the country. Um, now, does that, does that address Philadelphia, Detroit, Chicago, and Atlanta enough? I don't know. The whole race comes down to basically those four cities. Mm. So... Um, uh, will they go back to a reason? Like, I don't think Fetterman got the votes he got against Oz. Um, and I don't know how good old John's doing up there, Steve. Um, uh, I don't know. But, yeah, John Fetterman. Yeah. But, but, but those um, processes are just too vulnerable. And that's there's voting machine, this voting machine thing about the, the computer change of votes that can be hacked. It is true. They can be hacked. It probably happened. And, uh, so if we change that, if we all really did vote for whoever we voted for, it's a lot easier to take. When there's so many people, and frankly, I, I'm 
quite skeptical that Biden won that race. It's, it's terrible, because now there's no legitimate authority in terms of the respect you can have for our process and, and our country. So it's an extremely big deal. Well, and I, I mean, it, it's it's um, and people still to this just deny anything bad happened. And I, I think we've got enough. And again, you're not going to hear it reported, right? I mean, it's not being reported very often to hear anything. Well, if you go back to the Connecticut, there's just people stuffing the those boxes I've been railing about with votes. It's against the law for, for you to put more than your vote in, by the way, uh, in every state in the union. Can't you harvest ballots? I thought that was legal. You can't state. go put them in the boxes. Oh, you can't. You cannot do that. But you, and, you can get them to vote. You can lobby and, and harvest them. Correct. I think. And I don't know how that delivery process works, but I know that you can't be delivering multiple votes to the boxes, and that's what they caught people city in Connecticut. Steve, Connecticut. Yeah, it's a blue state. And for you to believe we had no problem, you would have to believe that that was just four or five people in Connecticut. That never happened in, say, Chicago. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, Detroit. Yeah, and nobody ever. There's, there were thousands of people doing it. Nobody. They, they no, found they, the. You know, Steve. They did that. Um, the two thousand mules was about the telephone identifiers, identifying the same phone numbers from all over the country because these people were going to different states to help bring out the vote. But they kept these same phone number showing up at the voting boxes, and. They found a thousand just around Philadelphia people, different people, showing up at the and and of course the courts have said you can't use that to identify where a person was. It, it's not acceptable. And yet, in January sixth, a lot of people are still in jail because their phone ID showed they were there. <laughs> yeah. And so that's a kind of double standard and hypocrisy. And and why the Republicans haven't made a bigger issue out of it? Um, I don't know. Maybe they're all. I don't know. Maybe it isn't as bad as we think. But if you think Joe Biden got 81 million votes, then uh, I think there's a reality check. Proving proving we can get kicked off social media without Ed Martin. It's Brother Johnny this morning talking about <laughs> voting. The well, that's not actually, actually, they're not as, not as vehement about it anymore. They're, they're kind of mumbling, and they're getting their act together for this next time. But, but as far as being completely... Uh, insurgent for it. I don't. I think that's abating because just too much is bubbling up. So yeah. you can at least say, "Well, I don't know." And a lot of people are are, are like listening to me, going, "That's not possible." But but you know, there, that is. We ought to do something about that. We should not be able to do same day registration. Yeah. If you can't get registered in the two years between elections, well, wait till the next one again. <laughs> you know, voter suppression. <laughs> voter suppression. Yeah. Oh, well, that is voter suppression, yeah. but it's not a real vote. That's yeah. the problem. There's nothing you can do about registering someone, then filling out their thing, then signing the signature you just signed when you registered for them. <laughs> nothing. And so, and, and even Jimmy Carter said you can't have these mail-in ballots and drop off. You can't do that. There's no way to trace it. Yeah. So you, you just stop the process and make it a little tighter. If it's that sacred, it should be a little more important to you. And, and vote. And, All and right. Well, well, 2024 is going to be an unprecedented year with a whole bunch of reasons. I have no idea what's going to happen, but <laughs> right. it's, it's going to be different. There's no question about mm -hmm. it. All right. It's well, always unprecedented, Steve. I can right. tell you that. Yeah, well, Lincoln almost lost his second election. You know, it, it, and what would happen then? So, yeah, it's always unprecedented. The difference, we do, we do have a technology that's a little scary, so the people in power get more and more powerful. Yeah. So.
All right, we'll feel better of the cold and stuff. And All right, thanks. You. you made me feel better already. Thanks, Diane. <laughs> thank thank you. you. Have a good weekend. Right, thank you, Brother Johnny, on the Tavern's Joint phone line, ESPN 93.5751. You're always welcome to text us, 217-359-2255. A doubleheader on Sunday is our Illini face Colgate at noon, and then the women against Missouri, and that action is at 3. So Houlihan's is open 1030 to 4 on Sunday. Check your weather with Greg coming up. I'm Justin Ike, co-owner of Fred's Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, Electric, and Underground. So, Justin, tell me what you see as typical when it comes to sewer repair. Give me a scenario. Your sewer's backed up, and somebody comes along and says, you need this repair for X amount of dollars. Here's my price. And you don't think to go looking for another company or a second opinion because you don't feel like you have time. So is it possible that you might get charged a little more because it's kind of a desperate moment? Do some companies do that? Oh, absolutely they will. They know you're in a pain. Typically, if you call us, me or Will can be out there within an hour to look at that problem for you. Whether you call me first or you call me second, make sure you give me a call. Anything else, Justin? You can always trust Fred's. Great to know. Thank you. That's Justin Ike, the co-owner of Fred's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, Electric, and Underground. If you want more information about this great 45-year family-owned company, just go to fredscu.com. That's fredscu.com. Crossroads Contractor Supply specializes in the delivery of tools and supplies within a 150-mile radius of Champaign-Urbana. Reliable, timely, and with reasonable prices, Crossroads Contractor Supply knows what equipment and tools are needed for your job. Get the job done right with proper tools and equipment. Did something break? Construction materials, tools, as well as safety equipment, all available at Crossroads Contractor Supply. Visit CrossroadsContractorSupplyIL.com. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Well, weekend weather again, mild continues. Problems with your current copier vendor regarding service, you can call Greg Wolf at Watts Copy Systems. 217-352-0428, where service is more than a promise. A locally owned, family owned, employee owned Illinois business for Watts Copy Systems. Hello again, everyone. Let's check weather free central Illinois. Champagne event of Saturday. Another nice day's worth of unseasonably mild December weather for the day today. Next weather system churning out of the central and southern plains will envelop in a bit of rain across the area for tomorrow, as well as tomorrow evening. Its southern extension will turn out to be a significant weather maker for the southeastern states. And early next week, a winter storm into the northeast of New England. Not that winter nonsense showing up around here anytime soon. Increasing clouds for the day today up to 52. Light southeast to south wind. A spotty shower after midnight tonight. Low down to 34. Tomorrow, cloudy. A touch of rain in the morning. Some rain in the afternoon as well. We'll have about 47 degrees and a light southeast wind. Rain before midnight tomorrow night. Patchy fog late. Low down to 41. Some patchy fog early in the day on Sunday. Clouds stick around the high to 46. Turns partly sunny. Windy colder for the day on Monday. Temperatures in the 30s. Sunshine 36 on Tuesday. Back into the 40s for Wednesday and Thursday. A bit of rain due in for late next 
next week as well. For TVJ Broadcasting, I'm your Greg Solier. Urbana Indoor Aquatic Center is a terrific choice during the winter break. Monday through Friday, December 20th through January 3rd, there's public swim hours from 1.30 to 5. Urbana Indoor Aquatic Center, 102 East Michigan in Urbana. Everyone is welcome. Only $6 to swim, $3 admission if you don't want to swim. Remember, a terrific gift this holiday season are pool passes and punch cards. Or if you didn't get a gift that you love, just hit up urbanaparks.org. Hi, I'm Champaign County Clerk Aaron Ammons. Voting is a civic duty and responsibility that I work every day to protect and enhance as your county clerk. You have a choice to vote in person or by mail. The data shows that vote by mail is the most efficient way to vote. There are many reasons why, and here are a few. Instead of using your tax dollars for physical space and buying more election equipment, vote by mail allows us to reduce election costs. VBM increases overall voter turnout, and there's no need to schedule time off work or find transportation to cast your ballot. Just follow the step-by-step guidance we mail to you, fill out your ballot, and mail it back to our office. It's that easy. If you use one of the drop boxes located throughout the county, there's no charge for postage. Other states have universal VBM elections, and they see the savings and higher voter turnout we deserve. I strongly encourage you all to sign on to the permanent vote-by-mail list and vote from the comforts of your home. Go to ChampaignCountyClerkIL.gov and sign up now. Are you looking for something this holiday season for your customers that can say thank you from you, but at the same time showcase your business and their support? The hunt is over. We offer custom wrapped coolers and lasered mugs, tumblers, water bottles, and all shapes, sizes, and colors. Call us at Aftershock, 833-DECAL-IT, or look us up online AfterShockDD.com. That's AfterShockDD.com. All right, so Jim, uh, Tommy DeVito has become the darling of the National Football League. Our quarterback last year named Tommy DeVito had a wonderful year here. We went 8-5, and five, went to a January 1st Bowl. We know the story. Mm-hmm. So then he becomes like a practice team player for the New York Giants. That's right. And then everybody gets hurt. And then they put Tommy DeVito in and says, don't throw the ball. And so they get creamed, and then they decide to let him throw the ball, and then all of a sudden they've won three base of uh, baseball. They've won three football games in a row. Yes. And so Jimmy Fallon, this is this has transcended the Jersey area. Uh-huh. This is now national. Jimmy Fallon, who hosts the Tonight Show, yes, did a song parody, and if you saw the family jumping up and down, kissing each other in cheek, very Italian, right? And, and especially his agent with the hat and the black outfit and the gold chain. Yeah. And- so, so so here's Jimmy Fallon's song about our, not Syracuse's, our <laughs> Tommy DeVito. When your man throws a bomb but still is with his mom, that's DeVito. <laughs> when he has quite the arm and wolf's down chicken pawn, that's DeVito. Making plays Sunday and Monday, lives a mile away, football's Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> he will win ring-a-ling-a-ling, ring-a-ling-a-lings, and wear them on his pinky. <laughs> That's another game one, but your pop says, Maron, do the dishes, do the dishes. If you tackle my man, I'll call Polly. You'll sleep with the fishes. Oh, my goodness. Is that something? 
Wow. Tommy DeVito, The Tonight Show. Right. They play in New Orleans this Sunday. Okay. I'm kind of kind of hoping he does well but not win. I mean, I want the Saints to beat him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, no, that's, just, that's quite a story. It is. I mean, a kid that is it, just, it's America. Go Illini. It's all of a sudden, it's, you're, you're talking about somebody who, who was a practice guy, and now he's the darling of the league, and they're just eating it up, and then his agent does dress like a Gambino. <laughs> I know. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> it's just the funniest thing, and his agent looks like he's 20. Right. I mean, he's just really young looking. I don't think he shaves. So funny. And he's dressed like that, and then all the DeVitos are kissing each other and cheeking all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brett Bielma was on ESPN National talking about his former quarterback and Mr. DeVito. Yep. His dad said every quarterback should go play for Brett. For right. Him. I mean, Hashtag fam elite no. for sure. How about that? So it's it's uh, that's hilarious. He throws a bomb, still lives with his mom. I mean, that's right. Has there ever been a starting quarterback in the NFL that still lives at home? Why not? I don't. I, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm a big proponent of that. Exactly. But but it's just so unusual. When when Saquon Barkley, their star running back, they said, "Do you know that Tommy lives at home?" And Saquon Barkley said, "Huh." <laughs> Time for the news. It's 8 o'clock in Champaign-Urbana. You're listening to WSJK ESPN 93.5 Tuscola, Champaign-Urbana. You're home for the St. Louis Cardinals.